This says, now I'm fairly new to Bob's music. I hear the ladies used to get quite wild at Bob's shows. My question, is it harder now to write songs about all the horny girls since we are all in our 40s and 50s? The answer is no. Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Very, very excited for this episode. My guest today is Bob Schneider. Uh, yeah, this is the second time we've had Bob on the Lone Star Plate, but the third time I've uh, interviewed. And we had an absolute ball. Uh, it's a long podcast, like I always do with Bob, and it just goes, I have no idea where it's going to go. I barely prep for these. Really, I just, you know... Uh, sort of catch up on on current events and tv shows and movies he likes to just t randomly talk about stuff and just go places and we just had the best conversation we laughed our asses off it's hilarious um you know just a great conversation he's such a great dude and i just really enjoyed it and i, I love having him on um you know i didn't tell bob and he gave me a great compliment at the end of the podcast and i didn't want to return the compliment and make it seem disingenuous so i thought i'd save it for the intro here but the truth is like bob's my favorite guest to have on the pop podcast i mean that's the truth no, nothing against any other guest we have on the podcast it's just i love having a conversation with bob it's like hilarious and just like talking to an old friend and you you know it's great so yeah just really enjoyed it and um, yeah, really love having Bob on. So I think y'all are really going to enjoy this podcast. Um, and look, there's some fan questions at the very end. We didn't get to all of them. I really tried hard and it's sort of my fault. Um, I should have had them better prepared and I was trying to read them off the Facebook post and, you know, um, and Bob gave some, you know, long answers for him. Right. So we couldn't get to them all. Um, but uh, it's just great. This is a great podcast. Y'all are going to love it. So look, I'm not going to take up too much more time because it is a long podcast. Uh, and we have actually a little preview of another podcast. Okay. So th this, we're going to do a little preview of an interview I did with uh, Justin Talent, who has a, a podcast called Friends in Austin. And it's an awesome podcast. Okay. Um, where he just brings on, you know, cool people there in Austin, right? Who are doing awesome things and talks to them um, and has really cool conversations, very prepared. He has one of the best studios I've ever seen. Uh, you know, just a great podcast. Really, really should check it out. I was a guest on it one time. You can check out that episode. Uh, so I had him on and we talked a, a little bit about the podcast and also this other cool like auction site he did for livestock, okay? So like that farmers and ranchers use. It's very interesting. It's unique, it's new, and we talked about that. It was really cool. So we're going to give it a little preview in this episode, and then we're going to put the full interview on our YouTube channel. So you have to go to our YouTube channel and find the full interview. But we're going to give you guys just a little snippet of that interview right now, and then uh, we'll come back um, and uh, go from there. 
All right. Here's a little snippet of that Justin Talent interview. Everyone that was there was like me. They wanted to really, they had a lot of gumption. They uh, had a lot of passion. They had all kinds of ideas they wanted to work on. I lived in a house full of uh, other coders. Well, it was, we ended up calling it Code House. It was a three-story house just full of programmers trying to get better at programming and get a job. Or some of them aren't like myself. I was already working full-time while I did it. Actually, one guy that lived in the house with me, Josh Fabian, he just got a $2 million investment um, for his company, Matify, which is uh, coaching people on video games. So he's trying to monetize, like finding you a coach and then the coach wow. making money off that because um, video games, it's a huge space. I mean, it's blowing up. Wow. And the first thing that he asked me about was to debug some porn site code that he was working on. It was in <laughs> PHP. So he pulled up the shittiest PHP code I've ever seen in my life. Like half the code was missing. I'm like, this, there's no way this runs, period. Like That's I funny. can't even debug this, but it was for a porn site. Here he is, you know, like 10 years later with a $2 million investment. And um, I, I think that company he's got is a good idea, but these are the kinds of people that, you know, it's like everyone, they, they're, they, they were hustlers and um, it was inspiring. Yeah. Okay, hope you enjoyed that. Please, again, check that out on YouTube. That's the full uh, interview uh, on the YouTube channel, the Lone Star Play podcast. All right, and subscribe while you're there. Might as well. Okay. Um, okay, uh, what's next? Oh, yeah, the Bob Schneider interview. Jeez, what am, I, what am I doing here? Okay, so guys, let's do that. Let's get to the Bob Schneider interview, you know, of course, before we do that, we always have to do uh, our Texas Real Food Sponsors segment, okay? You go, look, we got to keep the lights on, y'all. We got to pay the bills. So, all right, here's our uh, Texas Real Food uh, Sponsored segment, and uh, thank you always to Texas Real Food. Check them out. Hi, I wanted to talk to you about other things that are on the Texas Real Food site that are just as amazing as putting in your zip code, finding the best place around you that's serving, you know, all natural, fresh, organic ingredients, all right? There's resources on there. Reviews, blogs, articles, and most importantly, Texas Real Food recipes. So you can find things on there that really aren't on any other site. I promise you that and stuff that's pretty standard but we give it a twist right that's the chef way something familiar with a twist so we've got for instance cinnamon spiced hot cross buns you can also find a great texas strawberry cheesecake recipe just amazing stuff so please check it out at texasrealfood.com all right back to the show okay guys please again check out texas real food okay I know I keep saying this. We're going to get to the interview, right? I keep saying that one last time. This is the last, last thing. Our social media, please check us out. The Lone Star Plate TX um, on all platforms, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or just search the Lone Star Plate podcast. Uh, I really, Instagram, really, we're, we're doing really well there. So if you want to, you know, get on that and get in there, that, that'd be awesome. Uh, and also, if you're listening to this and you want to watch it, Check us out on our YouTube channel, Lone Star Play Podcast. We even break them down into clips. We got special interviews like the Justin Talent one, right? You can only get on YouTube, so please check out the YouTube channel. And for everything else, go to thelonestarplate.com. All right, it's time to do this, right? Let's get to this Bob Schneider interview. Finally, the best interview. Okay, so look, he has a new album coming out. Okay, don't want to forget that. Um, and, you know, we did talk about that. Uh, but, of course, we talked about many other things which was fine um so he's got a new single that's coming out it'll already be out actually when this uh 
when this podcast comes out. It's called Lord of the Flies off of the new album. Okay. The new album is called In a Room Full of Blood with a Sleeping Tiger. It'll be available August 27th. So you can pre-order that album now. So we talk about that. And what a name, right? In a Room Full of Blood with a Sleeping Tiger. Love that. All right. So Bob Schneider. Let's do this, y'all. Enjoy. Hey, Bob. How we doing? Good, man. Your shit looks tight, dude. <laughs> I'm serious, <laughs> man. That looks like the real deal. I feel like I'm talking to Chris D'Elia. We got. <laughs> oh like, shit! Wait like, a second. Like a less canceled Chris D'Elia. <laughs> yeah, which which D'Elia am I? Well, he's back. I saw him doing a. Podcast. Dude, I'm so glad he's back. Me too. Me too. I miss those podcasts. Yeah, his shit was great, man. I mean, again, I don't really know much about what went down, you know, and it could be one of those things where the little I've heard, it sounds pretty innocuous, but I just use that word, even though I have no idea what it means. It just sounded like, oh, that's, that sounds like the right word. But (laughs) as soon as I left my mouth, I was like, I have no idea what this word means. Really, (laughs) truthfully, I just have like sort of a vague feeling about it. But I mean, from what I've heard, it sounded like. He was trying to hook up with a lot of ladies and, you know, there was a little bycatch in there that where he might have, you know, messaged somebody that was underage. And then once he found out, he was like, bye bye. And then she was like, yeah. oh, let's cancel this motherfucker. Totally. And I think that girl like kept reaching out to him. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I mean, yeah. what the what the hell? That's well, like, you want some amazing. of that? Dalia. Yeah. She was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely for sure yeah i mean i'm glad he's back a lot of people are are sort of coming back um what, what's his name uh brian callen h- him as well oh did brian callen get canceled because he was part i guess he was part of chris D'Elia's gang there yeah he had his own issues that people came out and said what what uh, what, what ha- i mean brian callen besides not being funny is definitely a psychopath <laughs> Like every, every time I'd see a video, I'm like, what is this guy? This guy's a sociopath at the least. At the yeah. Very- yeah. He, he's an interesting guy uh, for sure. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly what allegation, like I don't follow that sort of stuff, but I just know people can't just same as Dalia, right? Like pe- some women came out and said, I think uh, ex-girlfriends of his that he like verbally abused them or. Who doesn't do that? that? I, I mean, right. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hashtag me too nobody gets verbally abused like i do man my wife just lays into me every single day and if i say something about it i'm a big pussy so you know yeah oh it doesn't go both ways you know uh, it needs to start going both ways dude absolutely yeah so he's back i saw him back on some like conspiracy pod it wasn't really the the right way for him to come back like he came back on some conspiracy podcast with some other comedian who i don't like either um it's just weird anyway anyways super weird yeah yeah look dude uh i like your setup speaking of setups i like your setup man you know you started doing this like hardcore since the pandemic right i mean yeah i've been nonstop live streaming every monday since yeah march of last year so it's been a year now and (laughs) uh, i just keep adding strings of christmas lights it's yeah. not like, it's like I'll just add more like I, I had like another four dollar chain of Christmas lights and you know try to hypnotize people into thinking it's something 
I, uh, I actually, what I did sort of, sort of as an experiment, like I watched like one of your latest streams on YouTube, I guess it was a few weeks ago. And then I decided, well, I'm gonna go back and watch the first one that I could find that uh -huh. he did, like when the pandemic started. Wait, so now how it, did you, how did you find these streams? On YouTube, on your YouTube channel. I know, but, but they're unlisted. Oh, are you talking about, are you talking about my podcast? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, song Club. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. because I've been doing um so or maybe they're not streams I guess those no aren't they're streams. yeah those are th those are just the pod I I I've started videotaping the podcast maybe six or seven months ago uh, to put on YouTube but yeah I do a I do a live stream where I perform music every Monday that's part of my Patreon oh got it no I didn't see those yeah yeah okay good because you're you, you're not supposed to and if you were able to, I'm like dude. It's time to it's time to something get it not right. Yeah, it's time to get on right. that dark net and, and start padding our bank accounts like big time. If, you, if you're able to get on those unlisted streams of mine, what else can we do with Bitcoin? Listen, I got connects. So, Bob, that's just how that works. Uh, Are you dark. into Bitcoin? Yes. I, I, you know what? Coincidentally, I'm like 92 percent uh, crypto, like investment wise. So all like, your shit's in crypto? Pretty much, dude. I sold like all my stocks. I went great. It's I'm crushing it right now. I'm, I'm you know, knock on, I, you know, this is real wood. It, it's going great right now. I mean, you know, talk to me in six months. I don't know. My dogs. Your dog excited about that cryptocurrency. Yeah, they they love it. They're going to check on it right now. Now, how do you, how do you how do you even get started doing something like that? I just um, Robin Hood. I got on Robinhood and this Coinboy, this app called Coinbase, uh -huh. like a real blockchain. Like I had to look into the, I recommend people look into the technology behind it, you know, watch a few YouTube video. I mean, look, I'm not, no, by no means an expert. Do I know anything? Not at all. Uh, but, you know, learn a little bit about it and what it means and where it means to have. Bitcoin. So you put, you put a certain amount of money, no need to tell us what that is. How, how much has your, when did you do that and how much has it increased in the interim it has gone up like i want to say 75 percent since oh, i shit. and when did you put it in less than six weeks ago so you more than not i guess you didn't double you almost doubled your money in six weeks yeah it's un honestly it's kind of unreal talk it's like That's it's kind crazy. of a joke it's kind of silly that's the right word. It's silly the money you can make right now with crypto. Why is now it's it, it's, it's just like hot. If that, if that was right the case, everybody in the world would be doing it. There are people. There's a ton of people doing it. We talk about it on Reddit. There's a ton of people. They're like, why are people? Other people? I don't know. Like, we're like, fuck it. We're doing it. You know. It so, just feels like if it went up in six weeks that much, it could easily go down that way. Sure. Hundred percent. Do you look at it every day true. and then someday? No. I did in the beginning and that's a mistake. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm an anxious person going up and down. Yes, dude. I can't handle that. Uh, you know that I, I, again, I'm an anxious person. So like the nerve of it was, was I tried the Dogecoin thing or Dogecoin, however you say it. Uh, that was like all over the internet when the GameStop shit was happening. And so I tried to get into that, but within two hours I pulled my money. Out. I mean, I couldn't even like last, you know, it went on for like 10 days or a couple of weeks. There's no way I would have lasted. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you can't Dude. do that. Can't check it every day. Wow. It's, it's too much. Are you thinking, are you thinking about it? No, not at all. I don't, I don't, 
I, I really, no. I should maybe be more concerned about money. It's just not something I think about or worry about, even sure. though I, I'm sure I should. But I just feel like you only have a certain amount of energy and a certain amount of time, like with your life. And I just don't want to, de- I just don't want to put any of my time or energy into it. And I have an accountant, you know, who gets like, he's it's called a business manager, but he's, it's just yeah. an accountant. And he like gets 4% of everything I make. And then he c- takes care of my taxes, my bills. And so I don't have to think about money ever. Now, is he go. supposed to be doing that kind of stuff for me? He is. But I, I kind of told him like, don't, don't even worry. <laughs> I, I, I don't have a lot of money, but I'd rather have the money available to like, I don't know, start a do something with it. or something. Well, now we're talking. I know, right? Dude, start a taco stand, just plan on making all the money. No, I mean, I think it's also, I think it's a lot of work. No, I I mean, I I don't know if you know, but if you remember, but I had my my taco food truck there in Austin for years. How'd that go? uh, Yeah, it was great, uh, but it's a lot of work and uh, I didn't get into it for the money. That's for sure. I mean, I made good money. I was on Rainy Street. Like, I had a prime spot, right? Like, definitely yeah. best spot to get drunk people to eat tacos. I had a good spot. Well, why'd good you corner. stop doing it? It's just a lot of work. Uh, it was just, you know, it's just a lot of work. It's just something and I if, wasn't. And if you hire somebody, they're stealing from you. They're eating your food. I mean, I had good people that worked for us. But, yeah, you're going to have, you know, I had a couple people that did steal from me, to be honest with you. That's if, sort of, you sort of budget that in. Truck, if you're working in a taco truck and you're not stealing, <laughs> what are you doing? Everybody's given some, exactly. I always knew people, you're going to give free tacos away, okay, to your buddies or to the, I get it. Like, you know, my thing was well, just I'm, like, I'm tell me about when it. When somebody comes up and gives you a $20 bill, when they're paying with cash, that's going right in my pocket. If I'm See, working. that's why I didn't take cash. We didn't take that. Oh, oh, okay. There you go. I'm smart. I worked in restaurant. I know what it's like. I know what people do. Dude, you, you know? got Yeah, yeah. You, you, so you're like no cash. You're like, okay. uh, what was that place? Uh, P.F. Chang's. Like you go into P.F. Chang's. No, no, not P.F. Chang. Panda Express. Is that you what they do? Panda Express <laughs> right at the register. Like, hey, if we don't give you a receipt, your meal's free. What? Yeah, yeah. Because it is free. If if they're not giving you a receipt, they're pocketing the cash anyway. So they'd rather <laughs> give you the free meal than give it to whoever's working at the you know yeah. counter. Yeah, that's the way they get around it there. That is funny. What kind of tacos would you do, Bob? What kind of what kind of tacos would Bob do with his truck? That's an interesting question. I mean, basically, I would just work at Taco Bell for about two weeks, figure out how <laughs> they do their thing. Whoa, whoa, and, and whoa! I would just recreate whoa. the Taco Bell experience, dude, because there's no better taco experience than the than run. For what? The oh oh my god! I love those tacos, man. Oh, oh, oh my heart's the, gonna come out of my a, chest. A, a, the crispy regular Taco Bell t- beef taco. There's nothing better with that mild, slimy sauce that they put in the little. Fucking, oh, dude, it's so good. I mean, I don't even no know what way. they get out of. Yeah, they don't either. If they said like that's like in they the, don't either the remnants of like a plastic sea heap, I'd be like, I don't give a fuck, dude. That shit tastes good. That's why it just says beef. You don't know what that means. You know the definition of beef, like you know, an FDA is a lot of shit. So they just say beef. Anything, they, they just, anything from a cow. Dude, no way. If it no came way. from a cow, it's beef. You know, Taco Bell got voted. I think last year, the year before, they got voted best Mexican restaurant in in America. Yeah, because they are. 
That's ridiculous. No way. Are you kidding me? I just about had an aneurysm. That's ridiculous. That's where that's a yeah, like how you what? Own, how about if you own a Mexican restaurant and you're serving exactly your fucking grandma's like recipes? It's the best shit in the world. And then you read that, you're like, fuck this. Like whoever <laughs> whoever took that poll, you're like, fuck those people. That's it. That's it. I mean, it's a slap in the face. Like, what the fuck? That's no, that's not no. I mean, I'm look, I'm not, I I I will eat a Taco Bell taco here or there. There's nothing else there. If I didn't turn, if it if it wouldn't be crippling for my well being to eat there, I would eat there every day. Like if it was healthy to eat there, I would never stop eating there. But it's not, dude. If I ate there like once a week, even I mean I haven't eaten there in probably years. But oh really? Oh yeah, no, I can't go to Taco Bell, dude. What am What am I gonna well, do? I, Taco Bell and then go hit a hit up a crack house? <laughs> like what the fuck? I mean, that, Taco Bell is when you when you're young and you you're, you know you've got a metabolism and you're you know you can yeah, fight off can carcinogens it. and shit like that. But when you're my age, dude, I mean, if I eat a cracker wrong, I'm fucked, dude. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, so where where do you go for tacos then? Uh, I mean, li- every six months, like I'll go to Torchy's because my son will have okay. like a, a, a sports event. And then afterwards people go to Torchy's and I mean, whatever, or, uh, you know, I think the last time I had, you know what I really like? I like the, uh, taco shack breakfast tacos. Those are pretty good. Taco shack. Oh, where is that place? There's like four or five taco shacks. Okay. Yeah. One I, I picture a green to, sign or something. The one I right? used to go to is on 45th and like Burnett. 45th okay. and Lamar Burnett right there. There's one. Okay. But I used okay. to go there all the time when I lived in High Park. I love that place. Yeah. Breakfast tacos anywhere, really. They, that That's one did, you can't really do wrong. Did you ever eat the breakfast taco at Jim's Barbecue? up like up in bk is where i live it's like uh-uh. uh, it used to be right in the corner of uh b caves in 71 it was jim's barbecue dude they would make a fucking breakfast taco that i mean they had to have used like eight to ten eggs in this breakfast taco <laughs> i mean it was a massive wow That's... like they used one of those oversized flour tortillas and they could just barely squeeze it in there yeah Man, uh, that was that's that was, teetering that was, on a breakfast burrito. It was definitely a breakfast burrito, if you want to, you know, mince words or whatever. But um, man, it was so good. But they uh, they moved locations, and uh, now I can't get plan- it. It's like a Planet K there now or something. I, yeah, I don't even know where they moved. Or if, I mean, the guy it's who Planet owned, K. It's <laughs> dude, Jim. If Jim's still around, he succumbed to COVID for sure. If he made it till now, <laughs> like. If if that guy would have been around like last year, I would have been like, dude, whatever you do, stay indoors. Because that, <laughs> that that dude, that's that's hard. a funny question. Who were people that when the when the pandemic hit, that COVID, you thought they're fucking getting COVID? You didn't even have to think like, oh motherfucker, I'm so worried about that. They're getting COVID. Was there really, people like that? <laughs> I mean, I didn't really think about it. I know people that just didn't give a fuck about it who never yeah. got. It. I mean, my parents don't give a fuck about COVID, but my mom did get it. And then my my dad lives and sleeps with my mom. Uh, I mean, they have sex every night. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know how often they have sex, but we sleep together. Yeah. And uh, and he never got it. 
or he never, you know, tested positive for it. And my mom's 79, my dad's 78. She got, and she, and it wasn't a big deal. I mean, she thought she had allergies and then yeah. got it. Oh, wow. So there's other people, but then I know a couple of people that died from it. And, uh, oh man, you know, one was a 74 year old guy who was definitely, you know, overweight, not super healthy. Um, but yeah, he got it and his lungs got fucked up and then he got something in his lungs that took a few months to kill him and then he died. And then an another oh. lady who, who, who got it, who also, I don't know how she, uh, probably 70 ish, right around there. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I don't know. It was, just, it's, it was, it's, it's such a weird thing that it affects some people and, and then other people, it doesn't really do that big of a you know deal to, I, I know a guy 43 had it real bad. Yeah. Uh, he said it was the worst thing he's ever gone through and, uh, you know, but he got through it. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah for sure. It's a, it's a weird thing. I'm just glad it doesn't affect kids. Cause I got two kids. It, it, it just doesn't affect them yeah. in any real way. Yeah, my, my niece and nephew, they're in college, but it's not really going to affect them either. So, yeah, the only person it's going to really affect is me because I'm 55. <laughs> I'm overweight. So if I got it, I'm sure it would not have been cool. But have I'm, you been have you been pretty like militant about it? Like what's been your attitude? Yeah, I mean, I was? haven't done shit like I, I just I, I didn't go. I have for a year. I just didn't really do anything. I just stayed home all the time. Yeah. And, that's uh, crazy. But now I'm like vaccinated. I got both my shots, so I kind of have this like. Oh, that's great! I can kind of do anything I want vibe, which is <laughs> which is which is interesting. Yeah. Because I just realized, oh, I don't really want to do anything. Like I went out yesterday looking for a couch, and I was like, man, that's fucking. I hate this. Like I like being at home. I like not traveling. I like not being on the road. I love my life. I love being here, writing songs, hanging out with my family, with my wife and daughter and son. And and I hate getting on planes. I hate driving yeah. for hours every day, checking yeah. in hotel rooms. I love playing, and I love playing in front of people. But that's 90 minutes of the day, and the rest of the day is just a fucking watch. So, sure. sure. So I, I, except for COVID... It's been great. I love it. And, I, and I, I've been doing this live stream stuff, which I would have never figured out how to do. I would have just kept doing what I was doing. And I've never not played live shows for a year. I mean, I played. That's a, a, I mean, that's a long time, right? That's. I mean, I probably played maybe 10 in a year, but I normally play 150 to 200. So, yeah, well, um, wow. it was uh, is interesting. Yeah, now, I mean, a lot of people that I've spoke to say the same thing, you know, that this is the longest period of time they've ever gone without playing a live show. You know, some people 30, 40 years, they've said, you know, they oh, haven't yeah, gone yeah. this long. That's crazy. Yeah, and it is weird. It does does make you, the whole thing has really made made me like kind of look at my life. It's very humbling as well, sure. because you can get on this thing where you're like, I'm never going to die and I got it all together. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, when something like this, where it hits the whole world, you really start thinking about your own mortality and you start thinking about the whole world, which I, I don't want to think about the world or anybody, really. I just want to think about me and my little family. And, but when you start <laughs> thinking on a global scale, it gets to be like pretty overwhelming and yeah. you have to shut that down. But yeah. but it really made me think about the world and like, oh, man, there is a lot of 
kind of terrible stuff going on in the world. And, and wow, I am so fortunate. And it really made me take stock and, and really feel grateful for, you know, my health and my family and my friends and sure. uh, in a way that I just hadn't done ever really. So, oh, wow. so wow. that was really, that was really cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, in, in, in a way it's been, it's been, you know, it's been good in a, in a, in a real way. And then, uh, and I've learned a lot and I've changed a little bit, you know, not a lot. You can't change really a lot at my age, dude. What are you going to do? That's it. That's it. Like trying to fucking bend an oak tree into a pretzel. I ain't going to happen. <laughs> you need to be able to fucking trim some of the branches. That's about what I did. Were you thinking like in the beginning, like, oh, this is going to end any moment now. So like you weren't really digging into like staying yeah. at home. When, when was the moment like you really dug into? I'm going to be at home for a while. Dude, right at the beginning. I knew you're it. just like <laughs> I knew at the beginning, dude, like people were like, oh, yeah, this will be over in a couple weeks. I'm like, what are you talking about? This that was me. That was me. That's what it's I gonna, It's here. I like, thought, guys, by Tuesday, we'll be back to normal. That's what I was thinking. No, we'll I never. Be. I that, that was the hard thing was like the beginning was like, well, I'm going to get this. Everybody's going to get this. But then yeah. then when they shut things down and uh, they had some, uh, you know, some some strategies for not getting it. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I guess you don't have to get it. I guess we can kind of wait this out. Um. Or if you're lucky, like me, I mean, I'm 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 one of the fortunate few where I didn't have to go into work. I don't have to deal with anybody. I don't have to like. I'm not a cashier at HEB. I'm not a fucking delivery driver. I'm not, you know, working at Amazon or whatever where I'm yeah. around people all the time. So I'm very fortunate. Um, and again, never would have thought about like how fortunate I am. Uh, I would have just been going on through my day and then like, oh, I'm not on Star Search. Oh, because it's not the '90s, and then that, and then been all upset about it. Like, oh, how come Ed McMahon's not picking me? Oh, because he's dead. Is he even alive? I don't know. Anyways, it oh, just no way. Be like, why am I not? You know, getting more attention. attention. You know, yeah, or just attention. whatever yeah. my stupid bullshit. You know, is and now I'm just like, man, I'm fucking just wake up and just go god damn it it's i'm so fortunate so uh so there's that but um yeah no at the beginning i was like oh yeah we're all this is all fucked yeah and then and then that kind of went away for a long time and then and then at the beginning of this year um when you know there was the, the uh government change and uh and like this whole idea, like, oh, there's a vaccine. I was like, oh, yeah, everything's going to be different. And then I was like, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> it's going to kind of just be the same. There's just going to be can't blame this guy. So now what? who do we blame? And and then uh, it was uh, a lot of anxiety. <laughs> and then we had Snowvid, which. Oh, I didn't God. have any power for three and a half days. I got a little, you know, five-year-old oh, at home fuck. and uh, we got no heat, can't Oof. cook. No, we had water. We had, I had plenty of drinking water, 
So we weren't going to run out of water, but we had no heat. It got down to the 30s in our house. But, you know, we got clothes. We got blankets. And my daughter and wife didn't care. My son was at my ex-wife's house. They had heat. We eventually, after three and a half days, went over there, stayed there for a couple of days with my ex-wife and her husband, uh, which was nice. I, I just wanted to stay. I didn't want to leave, actually, because <laughs> their place is way nicer than ours. It's cleaner. <laughs> not, so, not so hoarders. That's funny. Uh, so, yeah. And so, I, th- but something about that, like, oh, shit. If the grid goes down, what are we going to do? We got to go and be pioneers all of a sudden. I'm like, I'm not a fucking pioneer. Oh, God. Dude, God. I'm built for comfort. <laughs> I'm not built for goddamn chopping down a goddamn tree yeah. with an axe. Yeah. There's very few of us that are. There's like, right? There's very few of us that would actually. I, dude, your fucking Bitcoin shit's gone, dude. That fucking <laughs> totally. Gone. You're I... broke. You're like, uh, what's my douche coin doing? Oh, <laughs> here's here's. Oh, axe. it doesn't matter. Here's yeah. a fucking axe. Cut some douche coins out of this fucking <laughs> juniper tree. Jesus Christ, dude. So, so I have. Oh, I, I, so I've had some anxiety from that. Kind of some PTSD. I, I really think that the whole COVID thing is really, for me at least it's kind of giving me some PTSD and then that was reawakened by the snow vid and the new year. And I mean, I imagine if it's happening to me, it's gotta be happening to a lot of people, but I'm, I'm real sensitive too. And I know people like I'm telling you, my parents don't give a fuck, dude. They don't yeah. care. They're, they're they bowled through the entire pandemic every week. They're bowling. I'm like, <laughs> it, it, how do is there a way to get COVID more than bowling? Dude, the, the absolutely like a bowling I mean, alley. Like, yeah. So, and they're like, oh, it's cool though, because we're on our own lane. I'm like, no. <laughs> but yeah, they're going to church. They're bowling. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. They got it and they got over it and it wasn't a big deal. And I, I really do think there could have been a way to handle it with the press with the news agencies sure where they could have been like look this disease is pretty i'm gonna use the word again dude innocuous 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 i love it i I don't know what it means either i do let me look it up so i know i'm using it the right (laughs) way but i do feel like um the disease is 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 not that big of it's not that big of a like does it mean hidden Hidden? Is that it? Innocuous? I think it means like not that big of a deal. Innocuous. <laughs> not, not harmful or offensive. Not it's that big of a deal. What if it did just say that? Not that big of a deal. Right. I mean, obviously, for a couple people, it was yeah. a big deal. They died sure. from it. Yeah, of and, course. But I think there was a way for the news to go, look, this is not going to affect most people. Like it's going to affect people with health issues. And for those people, we need to be careful and we need to do these things so that they don't get it and die. Cause if they don't get it, they might live another five or 10 years. Now they're not going to live five or 10 more years. <laughs> they're going to die soon, but let's not have them die this year. Yeah. Let All them at once. Five years or in five or in 10 years or whatever. Yeah. But that's not what the news did. The news was like five year old dies of COVID college student dies 43 year old you know they just take these little tiny and then 
I mean, the first thing I heard was that dude from like Fountains of Wayne or whatever, who's 52, died. And I looked at a picture. Oh, yeah. Of Let me look at this motherfucker and see how overweight and unhealthy he looks. And I looked at that picture and it was like, this dude's skinny and he doesn't look. And they're like, oh, he had no health issues and died. I'm like, we're all dying. Like, in my <laughs> head, it's like, we're all going to die now. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, no. We're not all going to die. And in fact, and I mean, even me saying any of this stuff, there's people probably that are like, fuck you, man. COVID denier bullshit. I'm like, I'm not denying it. It's a thing. I know people that have died from it. I don't want to get it. I've done everything not to get it. But there was a way, there would have been a way to let people know what it was. I feel like if you're a Republican or if you're on that side of the fence, they kind of got the right story. Like, if you talk to Republicans, they're like, it's not that big of a deal. They're still, like, putting on their masks and doing whatever. In some places, not all places, in some places are like, yeah, if you wear a mask, you're fucking, tri you know, like, you're fucking with your rights or something. Yeah, Which is, yeah. You know, I don't know what that is. That's some talking point that somebody fucking, you know, maybe Trump or somebody made that up. We're yeah. like, no, dude, you're protecting other people by you know, covering your face so you don't fucking, if you have it, which you might have it because people have it and don't know they have it. Yeah. Whatever. It got politicized, which is fucking fucked up and weird. Shouldn't have been. Should have yeah, just been yeah. straight ahead. Like, look, it's not that big of a deal for most people, but for the people that it is a big deal for, put on a fucking mask for a few months or a year to save a couple hundred thousand people and to save a few people that you know. Not the hundreds of thousands of people, but the one or two people that you might come in contact with. That's that it. Big, Absolutely. Not that big of a deal. Like, but, but that's not the way it was portrayed. It was, it was a messaging. Like, I agree. Messaging was horrible. And uh, yeah. I mean, right now, the way we get our news and the way we take in information on our phones and through social media is fucked. And like something needs to happen to where that's. They need to they need to demonetize. Like if they took the money out of it, it would all self-correct. But right now, if you're working for any, if you're if you're, the Atlantic Journal, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a magazine. If you're Cosmopolitan, yeah. <laughs> if you want somebody to click on your Cosmopolitan ad, you have to write a uh, thirteen-year-old dies of COVID, and then everybody's clicking on, it and you're making money. Yeah. Nobody's clicking on like, hey, check out this new way to, you know, grow your flowers in your windowsill. Nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, some people do. I do. I want to sure. know. Yeah, yeah. That a second. But yeah. <laughs> to get there, I got to click. You know what I mean? I, I can't get there because I'm clicking on this other shit. And that's the problem. It's that all just the clickbait and then people, you know, and then outrage. What? You know, chill the fuck out with your outrage. Really? I'm what do like, you mean, like, uh, like the news or like YouTubers or what do you mean? People, people in general, just getting upset. Yeah. Look, if I go up and I smash you in the face with my dick, get upset. <laughs> like seriously, take to the fucking, take to your phone like a Viking. Yeah. Bob Schneider smashed me in my face with his <laughs> tiny dick, and it made me very unhappy. But if I say something and you're upset, 
Figure it out, you little fucking baby. Figure that shit out. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, my God, dude, if you took if you took these people and put them back a hundred years ago, they're all like, put them in a school, put them in a 1882 school in Missouri, <laughs> and just watch them all get their ass beat to death. All of them. Hey. Hey, dude. Boom, 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 boom. And where's my phone? I want to tweet about it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Go pick some fucking corn. Anyways, I, I, I'm saying all that. There's, I just, I do, I do, I do think it's the, the, there's a lot of stupidity that's being bandied about. And and uh, people are like, oh, no, man, this is a real this is a real, you know, this is this is a real issue that you need to be concerned about. No, it's not. You're being stupid. You're being childish, immature, stupid. It's not a real thing. I think they're just finding things to be yes. right to be outraged about. Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Any, I mean, I'm sure there there's some people that have listened to the things that I just said and they can find some stuff that they're upset about for sure of course there's not the, yeah you're always going to upset somebody i mean right like, like how, just... how about this instead do something constructive and make the world better your yep. little getting upset by something i said doesn't make the world better at yeah. all yeah now yep. if somebody actually does something <laughs> terrible that's another thing but yeah, Just, but that gets lost. That's the problem when you cry wolf all the time, right? When a real issue happens, then I mean, I'm a I'm a fucking died in the wool member of Bachelor Nation. I have been for for four or five years. I watch all the shows. I don't watch Bachelor Rhett, of course, because that's stupid shit. But I do watch <laughs> The Bachelor because it's a real show and I love it. Yeah, and I, I'm sure you found you know you heard about all that stuff that happened with Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison didn't do shit. We had Chris Harrison on the show. No, I, inter I interviewed him, Bef but not after, not after that. Nah, no, it was before, before all that went Dude, down. I, he's a great that. guy. He's, he's a, a great guy. Yeah, he was a great he's from Dallas. Like he's a great guy. Like no, he's awesome, and he just yeah. he didn't. He didn't just dig in. He didn't like throw that chick to the wolves. He didn't just go. Oh yeah, that's horrible, and she should have known better, and she needs to go fuck herself. Instead, he was like, yeah. "I don't know, man. She's eighteen. I don't know. Totally. I just know her from the show. She seems okay. Let's not pass judgment right now." And just because he said that, yeah, everybody's yeah. on his shit. And then I'm sure the producers for Bachelor are like, "Hey, man, you got to step down." Or he's probably one of the producers, like, "Well, look, I just won't do the final show because he probably didn't want to fuck with it because it was yeah. he knew it was going to be." Look, he's such a nice guy, so I guarantee you, he was thinking, "I'm going to save the show and the crew," and the, that's his way of. I guarantee you, he's like, "I'm going to throw myself on the grenade." Right, and, you know, he'll be back. He'll be back in the next season. He's it's he not, should be. He's he not going be. anywhere. Yeah, he should. He's be. like, I'm not going to walk this minefield that's going to be that live show at the end. <laughs> yeah. We'll get somebody else in there and, and it worked out fine. But, but at the same time, it's like, no man, don't. Yeah. He's an ally. Like he's not a bad guy. Like we start canceling guys like that. Like, what are we doing? But if then, 
but what but what happened was there was such a backlash against that that lady who who interviewed him like yeah. because Rachel they blamed right? they blamed her for the whole him having to not be on the show and 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 I mean I'm sure that backlash was was terrible and that's fucked up too I mean they should have thought about that as well they should have been like hey man and then of course the show was like hey man don't bash this lady uh you know she was just doing her job of course they had to do all that and then they had to do some they just did a bunch of bullshitty stuff that's like come on we're adults let's just act like adults quit let's quit acting like children everybody's acting like teenagers it's like no this is an adult world you're gonna die <laughs> just grow up yeah absolutely you know i think they were uh because the interview we did with him it jumped like when all that stuff started to go down like the numbers went up again you know it oh, yeah. we're search searching for it again and i guarantee you journalists were combing through that to try to find something against him i guarantee you because it was a pretty recent one so i know that they were looking through and that was during like black lives matter protests and all this stuff dude he had nothing but like oh, yeah. inspirational like great things to say like he's not he's not kills me yeah he's a smart guy he just he didn't do anything wrong uh i agree he just yeah. uh he just didn't he didn't throw that chick under the bus he just was like look let's reserve exactly judgment. that's all he exactly. said exactly let's yeah. reserve judgment and uh and he got a bunch of heat for it and then that you know lady got a bunch of heat for you know getting blamed for him not being on the show yeah for one no time. it's a it's a disaster um you know it's i not, mean it's not, ultimately who cares ultimately who cares sure 100%. it's not a big deal across 100%. the board but it's indicative of kind of what's going on in our culture and society that's, that's what the, i mean that's the part that's a big deal that's what i mean that that cancel culture right it's a disaster for that situation you know of you do have to be careful somewhat of what you say and how you say it and I've never felt that way before, but I, in some ways do even just doing this podcast on a small yeah. level, worry about it coming Dude, back. And I you think know, about it all the time, every, yeah. like, when I'm talking, I'm like, what am I saying now? That's going to upset some fucking little POS somewhere. <laughs> and it, and it bums me out. Like I shouldn't yeah. have, have having to worry about everybody's feelings. No, no, that's like people want the full Bob, right? Like you want the full Bob experience. You don't want Bob thinking about, right? Like yourself thinking about holding yourself back. Like that's not in any way that that's what I think it's forcing artists to do. And that like, that's not good. I don't know. Well, I just I, 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 in, in, in certain ways, I think. So I'm, I'm always going to play the devil's advocate, unfortunately. Uh, and I think in, 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 in big ways, me too, black lives matter have been super helpful in terms of just like hundred percent shine. Like I, yeah. I think it's important for people to like review their behavior, review their, uh, the way they talk, the way they think about all about sure. women, about people of color and all that shit, because, uh, we, we haven't been doing it for forever yeah. so these are real issues for sure so yeah, so it's great, I agree. But the, the problem isn't in that that's important and i'm glad that we're doing it the, the problem is that when it just again it's just stupid it's just when it gets completely taken too far or out of context or 
people don't understand what's going on and then they, you know, turn it into a flat earth situation. By the way, are you yeah. flat earther? Oh, fuck no. What the fuck? Dude. I mean, no way. Dude, no, but, I, but listen, I, I, I gave but I gave it a try. I <laughs> Dude, check this out. I, I came up with a solution for flat earth. I was just thinking about it the other day. I was like, I was just thinking about like, how can people believe in flat earth? And I realized it's the name. Like if you call it flat earth, <laughs> that, that sounds like a book. That sounds like a book somebody wrote. Oh yeah, the flat right. earth. You're right. And if you're on earth, you don't, it seems flat. Yeah. So you have to rename it. And if you rename it, Again, it's like if you take the money out of social media, it'll self-correct. And here's how here's what you rename it. You don't call it flat earth, you call it flat planet. <laughs> Dude, if you call it flat planet, That's everybody's horrible. like, wait a minute. Flat planet. <laughs> wait, wait. Am I a member of the flat planet group? Because then you look out in space, there's not a single flat planet. Anywhere you look. So what? The Earth is the only flat planet in the world, in the galaxy? So that's, I'm telling you, call it flat planet. That's funny. Funny. It's over. It's over for but, flat earthers. But flat, but flat like earthers a, don't even think space is real. So they don't think planets are real either. They what? don't. Is yeah, that, they don't think space or. Yeah. yeah, they think like all that's fake. Feeling? Yeah, exactly. Like it's a dome and all that's animation that's been made cartoons animation like anything of space and planets you've seen it's all made up it's all you know doctored fake uh stuff how uh, what about the person that like that that goes around the earth what what do those people do what do you mean that, like if you get like earth? let's say you get in a plane and you fly all the way around the earth and then you come out the other side how's that work is that a portal I I think it's because they look at it down, right? So you can go around the earth. You're just going in a circle like a clock a hand going oh, around. Okay. Right? So that's how right. it You just it, have it, to make it, sure that you're going on the perfect part of the <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Don't start you, dipping down. Yeah. If you start dipping, you're fucked, dude. You're fucked. I'll put a big it, hole in that flat planet. I mean, you know, it's I don't get I mean, look, it's like you can just go to the ocean it, one trip to the ocean and you can see a ship like go and you can clearly see its curve. I mean, I don't you know, I don't get it, uh, you know, how people get to that realization. But that, that you know, again, it's not the like you said, the flat. I think calling it flat planet is genius because you're right. Nobody's going to join that movement. It's like the Q, QAnon movement. Right. Sounds cool. Yeah, Sounds it's, cool. It's mysterious and weird. Or, yeah. Or crooked hillary like you say crooked hillary enough and you're like well i don't think yeah. she's necessarily a pedophile but she's up to no good it, she's up to some kind of no good right you don't just call somebody crooked hillary if she's not up yeah. to some no good no she's a fucking political uh, science nerd she just loves yeah. politics she's not a fucking criminal totally. but you call her crooked hillary enough and it sticks and that's what he is it gets she, it gets people going. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. By the way, Hillary is is a man. <laughs> when I, say he, it, I know it was a it was a Freudian slip because by the way, not only a pedophile but a man. I mean, look, a lot of pantsuits. Not that I'm against them. I'm all for it. I'm just saying. Hi, pantsuits. 
Lot of, hard, lot of harder to hide the dick in a pantsuit than it is a skirt. That's ask, a good point. Ask the Scots. <laughs> <laughs> they know. Speaking of Scots, I just did my ancestry DNA thing. Uh, that was interesting. So I'm Scottish. I'm, I'm like per, pretty big percentage of, of Scottish. Dude, you didn't. You could have called me up, and I could have just taken one look at you and gone, "Okay, you're Scottish." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, there's nothing about you that says anything but pure Scottish. <laughs> it said I'm Scottish, Spanish, and um, I'm Indigenous American. All right. Yeah, that's just, my mom's side. That's just a Scottish dude hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a Scottish dude on, on a weekender. <laughs> that's just a tourist. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah. Have you ever done yours? Have you ever done your? Would you ever do that if you had? I would it? love. To, I would love to do it. I've never thought to do it, but I would love to do it. Yeah, I did over Christmas. You know, it was pandemic. Like an ad popped up. Oh, Fuck it. You know. You know what I did do? I the Mormons. Not they're not Mormons. They're LDS. Whatever that is. Latter Day Saints. Oh yeah. Uh, they have a website that you can go on, and you can put in as much information as you can find, like your parents' information. You just plug it into their database, and if it kind of hits, man, it'll take you back through generations and generations. It's oh, pretty, that's cool. Yeah, yeah that it, is cool. They have the biggest uh, database in the world for that stuff. Oh, oh, I didn't they're, know that. Yeah, because their deal is you can actually go back and and uh, like save your ancestors and like get them converted to Mormonism. Like, what? even if they've been dead for hundreds of years. And I'm like, well, hold on. Wait, convert a dead person? Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, wait, because the I was, I had missionaries, like more than <laughs> missionaries come over to the house and, and talk to me and stuff. And uh, so I was like, wait a minute. So now the dead people, they're dead, right? But they're not really dead because they're like in purgatory or something. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, why don't you just ask them if they want to be? Yeah, I don't think it is saying all this. Why am I making a decision for these people that are obviously still around in purgatory? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, we don't really have an answer for that. And I'm like, okay, well, I got some other questions too. <laughs> <laughs> did they, listen, did they ask to play your guitar by any chance? Uh, I don't think so. They were cool, man. The the missionary guys that came I, over I've here, talked to those guys too. Love, I've, I've like had them in my house before and they always want to play like, my guitar for some reason uh i mean they're young guys yeah that's always like young guy maybe they were jehovah's witnesses yeah they were jehovah's they were jehovah's witness for sure maybe that's except i don't think jehovah i think the jehovah's witness they can't play anything except for like religious songs i think that's they're 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 super you know strict like yeah, those are unlike people I'd ever met before. Uh, they're peculiar. I remember this one time they came and they brought a Spanish Bible. Uh-huh. And they, I, I lived in a span, you know, a neighborhood. There was a lot of Mexicans. I mean, I am half Mexican myself, but whatever. So I lived in this neighborhood. And th- so they come knock on my door. Mexican Bible or a Spanish Bible? It was a Spanish Bible. Yeah. <laughs> well, in Spanish. Uh, the Bible is in Spanish. And so they, they were white kids, but they could only uh what, what's the word uh they use um I, I preach to you i guess or whatever in spanish they didn't know like the english it was so strange wow. so i'm trying to talk to them and they're like oh we don't know how to tell you 
in English, these things. So whatever. And then he's like points to my guitar. I was like, okay, you know what? Come on in, man. And he says he plays a guitar. We talked a little bit. And, and yeah, they told me, yeah, they just walk around with these Bibles and they, uh, they have to preach like eight hours a day to, uh, you know, that's their job. Like that's how, that's what they have to do. Go door to door. That's crazy. That's a crazy life. Yeah. Where the, was it? Was it a couple? I had a couple. come. No, on. no, no. Just kids. And uh, they were they were so nice. The Jehovah's Witness. I wasn't letting them in. I think they might have come over right at the beginning of the pandemic or something. But they came over and they were super sweet. And I was like, are you guys dating or what's the deal? And they're like, I think they said they were married. And I'm like, y'all need to start wow. kids or something and quit. Yeah. <laughs> Or whatever it was, they were super nice, and the and the Mormons were really good. I mean, that's the thing: people that are really in in their faith, like really practicing their faith, usually are pretty sweet and nice. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, 100%. they're 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 at your door because they really care and they want to, you know, they want to save you from yourself. So that's oh yeah, of- they they like absolutely. They're trying to save you for some towering inferno, you know, for sure. Right. They have the answer. What? which is great. Uh, speaking of um, um, like during the pandemic here, how, how, you, you know, were you writing a bunch of songs? Have you been writing this whole time? I, have, I, I, I mean, I know you have a new album. Is this all from no, during no. the pandemic? Uh, uh, no, I, in fact, I, we were supposed to go into the studio to start recording this new record in March or maybe the beginning. Uh, yeah, the very end of March. And it got shut down, of course, because everything yeah. got shut down. And then we I think we got back into the studio around June and uh recorded it finally and um no so i'd written all the songs before then um but it's and great you did do it in a studio you did go to a studio i did do. i went to the same studio that we were gonna do it in originally and uh you know everybody we all knew each other we all got tested and everybody was you know we were we were being careful and uh and uh, yeah, it was great. Recorded it and it turned out great. Like I love this. I think this album is. I really. I do think this is, as a whole, probably the best album I've ever put out. I think. I have, wow. other, I have other albums maybe where there's some songs that might be better, or maybe there's a song or two in some other albums that are better than, you know, the best songs on this album. Maybe. But as a whole, like every song is really good. I'm very proud of the record. Um, so I, wow. I think it's, uh, you know, Lonely Land came out 20 years ago. That was my first record. And uh, still probably overall, you know, what I would consider my best record. But I, I think this one might be better as a whole. Wow. Wow. I don't know, though. It's hard to say. Every every time anybody's ever said to me <laughs> that this record that they just did is so good, it's never good. Dude, it's never good. <laughs> Like my friends would be like, "Oh, dude, this is the best record I've ever done," and I listen to it. And I'm like, "It's not, dude. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It might be your worst. It's." Why do you think that? Is it because they took chances and because they believe in those chances, so they think it's the best thing they've done? Right? Does that make sense? Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think a lot of people. I mean, why do you think about your record this time? Um. I just, I, because, all right, well, here's the deal. I think, I think what a lot of people do is they do this. They write 12 songs or they write 15 songs and then they put 12 songs out. Okay. And they love all the songs on their record. Now I write 
right now at the the least productive time of my life i write 52 songs a year sometimes a, a more a few more here and there i put out records about every year and a half so every year and a half i have about 75 new songs to choose from to make 12 now i have 20 years of surplus songs so i have four or five hundred songs i haven't recorded that are good i mean i have a, i have a, another thousand that aren't good that i'll never record yeah. but i've got four or five hundred songs that are good that I can put on an album. So now I can choose from all those songs. And when you have such a, it's like a, it's like a football team. If you have 500 people trying out for the football team, you're going to have the 11 really good guys on the field. If you've only got 14 guys to choose from old, you know, Johnny shit pants who would never get picked <laughs> is going to maybe be playing center. Yeah. And the quarterback's like, Johnny shit pants is center. <laughs> I'm put my fucking hand between this motherfucker's legs. It could be a really fucked up team is what I'm saying. So I have a lot of songs to choose from. Um, and I, I do believe that I, I had, you know, at about the time that I wrote a, a lot of the songs that are on the album, my daughter was, um, she was about, you know, between two and three. And I'm, do you have kids? No, no. So when you have kids, I have two now. I have a, 15 year old and a six year old she just turned six um what happens when you have kids is they're born they're babies and you're like oh that's my baby blah 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 but there's a weird kind of disconnect because you don't know who they are it's just a little fucking baby now my wife loves babies my ex-wife loved the baby they bond with them and the whole time especially with my with my son my first kid i'm like am i some weird sociopath because i'm i mean i I I care. I sort of care, but also I don't really care. I don't. I'm not that connected to this little baby. Now, once they start talking and start interacting with you, and you learn who they are, and you get to know them, you fall in love with them. Or I, for me, I fell in love with them in a way that was unexpected, and and amazing, and it like expanded my heart. And, it, and then finally I was like, oh, this is what everybody's talking about when you have kids. Like you have yeah. this love you've never felt before. Like the, the kind of love where like, like if somebody came into a room before I had kids and my wife was there, my parents were there, my sister and her kids, and they had a gun. They're like, okay, we're going to start shooting people. Who should we shoot? And I'd be like, well, my parents don't have a lot of time left on earth. <laughs> My wife's not doing much. Her, <laughs> my my sister, you know, I've always been the kind of the star of the show. Her kids, I don't know what they're gonna do. It's untested waters. Oh. So I'm like, you know, it's it, it's dicey. I'm I, maybe I'm not gonna take the first bullet. Is what I'm saying. But now, if you sit now with my two kids, somebody comes in with a with a gun. Who should we kill? I'm like, you kill everybody. Don't kill my kids. Shoot me, please. Immediately. Like, not even a, it's not a, it's not a question. It's yeah. just, of course. So it's that love. It's, it's where my whole life I was number one. I only cared about me. And now I'm number three. Yeah. And my kids are one and two, depending on who's cooler. They're, yeah. <laughs> one and two spot keeps switching. You know, my son's 15, so he's, you know, he's definitely in the number two spot right now. 
<laughs> you know, he's a teenager, so. Oh yeah, well that's hard. That's I, I'm I'm joking, of course. He's they're both yeah, in they're tied in one, of course. But um, course. so when I wrote this record, my my daughter was between that two and three age when I started to get to know her and and understand who she was, and and again I had the same experience where I just was like, oh, I can't believe how, and I knew it was going to happen because I, it happened with my son. So I wasn't like shocked that it happened, but the feelings I, I heard the guy from Weezer was talking about like the best way to write a song is if you're intoxicated emotionally. And I think during that part, you know, during that time, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, anyways, I wrote some really good songs during that period of time. And I think a lot of it has to do with my relationship with my wife at the time and my relationship. Cause you know, I was still kind of in love with her at that point. And, uh, that's a joke. I still, I love my wife. I really do. But, um, I really do. <laughs> I mean, it's not just cause we're recording that I'm saying that. I mean, I really love her. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyways, so anyway, I just, I, it, it was a time, it was in a, a time where my heart was expanding and I was, you know, and changing or whatever, or so, whatever it was, but I, I wrote some really great songs during that time. And those songs are on the album. Oh, and, wow. and the same, like the album I did, Lovely Creatures, which is a really good album, which has some of my better songs on it. A lot of those songs were written about the same time with when my son was around uh, two years old around that time as well. So uh, it's uh, a similar time frame in terms of my relationship with my kids. So I don't know. I think that, that has something to do with it for sure. Is that how you look at your albums? Like uh, sort of a period in time of your life? Like that's how you remember the albums? Uh, I mean, I, I do. I, I mean, I guess so. I don't know. They kind of, no, not really. They all kind of run into each other. I'm only, and I have to think about it. I, I really think of everything in terms of my kids' age, really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, everything outside of that. I'm like, when did that come out? You know, if I'm doing some interviews or something, I'll, I'll, jog my memory in terms of like oh when that came out and what the order was but i don't yeah care. it all yeah. runs in runs together but i think your i think the original question was how are you, you know during the pandemic were you writing and i i forced myself to write every week but i will say at the beginning because of all the anxiety i was having it was really hard to focus enough to write to write you have to make yourself very vulnerable you have to get into a vulnerable place yeah where you're just listening to stuff in your mind. And if you have anxiety, it's almost like a win. It's like, it's like you have to, it's like a, it's, you, it's like setting up a house of cards and you have to be in that where you, where the slightest breeze could knock it over. And that, and if you have that anxiety, that that was the problem. It was just like, I can't get still enough or calm enough or, or, or quiet enough because of all this noise in my head about oh, what's wow. going on. Wow. But Has that ever happened? Or when's the last time that happened to you? I think the last time I felt this that amount of anxiety was back when I was drinking. Um, in my oh, 20s. wow. Oh, shit. 
So I used to have a lot of anxiety uh, from the time I was a teenager, and I quit drinking when I was 29. So that whole period, that 15-year period of time, I was I had so much anxiety. In fact, I quit drinking coffee or any caffeine at all for 12 years because I was having like panic attacks and stuff. But then once I quit drinking and got sober and worked the program and, and got in, got some kind of a relationship with a higher power and all that stuff, uh, the anxiety went away in a way, uh, that was, it had to, otherwise I, you know, obviously I wouldn't been, been able to, uh, stay sober. But at the beginning of the pandemic, I was having so much anxiety that I was it really for the first time in probably 25 years, I was like, Oh, maybe I, I may have to drink. Like oh, wow. It goes on. Wow. I mean, again, it didn't last for very long. I, I came up, I had to come up with some new, you know, strategies. So I like started walking every day. I started yeah. meditating, started praying every morning. Um, I started getting in. I mean, I'd already been doing this, but I was doing uh, cold plunges in my pool um because my pool was in the 50s uh uh which is great i don't know if you've ever done any of that wim hof or cold i've i've i mean i used to uh jump in the ocean in the cold ocean to sober up when i lived on the beach i would do it every morning Uh like after a hangover that was like because it's like 40 degrees the water what and you just jump in and it would i mean shock your whole system like i couldn't breathe it would be like like take away your breath uh sort of cold yeah. Is that yeah. it? I mean, that, is that yeah, why you did it? That's exactly it. Well, it, 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 what it does is it recalibrates your brain because it, it stimulates the flight, flight reflex in you. Cause you think you're dying. As soon as you so, jump in that water, <laughs> your brain's like goes into panic and it's like, you're dying. Yeah. You have to get yeah. out of the water. And if you don't, yeah. you're going to die. And that just doesn't get stimulated. We live in a, in a world where everything's comfortable. You know, your bed's comfortable, your food, you know, is in your fridge. You don't have to do anything. You're not fighting people. You're not running from bears. So that never gets activated. And so what ends up happening is your, your brain gets really, you know, you start like the smallest little thing, like, Oh, I was listening to that podcast and, and Bob Schneider said something that really fucking chapped my hide. Yeah. (laughs) Because your brain, you know, it's looking for tiny little things to like find, you know, it's like the princess and the pea. And so, you know, if your brain's that way, you know, like the smallest little thing could could create all this anxiety and worry. You get in that fucking water, everything's recalibrated, and you're like, I'm glad I'm not in that fucking water. Yeah. And then somebody says something, you're like, I don't even know what it was. What was I? Totally. What was I yeah. What was I upset about? I can't yeah. even remember. Yeah. Because it's nowhere like near that. getting in that 40 degrees water. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you do the pool and not like dodging traffic or other oh, things no. that no. that could bring that fight or flight. Uh, maybe yeah. that's, you know, that's a funny thing. Maybe that's why some people do jump out of airplanes and base jump and all this weird shit that people do uh, wing jumping or what's that shit that people do? I wing. think those like you saw free solo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Saw free solo. Yeah, so yeah. that guy is probably the most. And I climb. I started climbing, actually, yeah. uh, right before the pandemic, like two months before the pandemic. I was climbing four hours a day, four days a week, like hardcore. Now, tell uh, me. Because of that movie. So you saw the movie and you're like, I'm going to start climbing? 
Yeah, but indoors, not like I'm gonna do what he did. I mean, I'm still sort of scared so of heights in a. Yeah, so you're 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 strapped in. Yeah, you, I got a rope. I'm strapped in. Die. Yeah, I can't die. There's a guy down there making sure, and I know him oh, too. Right. So like, it's even like a friend of mine that yeah. I trust. You know, okay. uh, yeah, it's like 30 feet is the highest I'll go, and really, it is to confront that fear of heights that I have. To sure. be honest with you. Um, yeah, it kind of is empowering in some way. Now, what he did is. Well, here's the thing. Like, I I have this thing where I have my brain is so active and imaginative that I don't have to do anything to get myself really scared. I mean, I can just <laughs> sit here and have a conversation with you. And at certain points, I can be so terrified. I don't even know what to do. That's just sitting here. Yeah. But watching that guy in Free Solo, they're interviewing him. I'm like, this dude doesn't feel anything. The yeah. only time he feels anything is when he's right next to death. Yeah. And I guarantee you, I was feeling way more dread and anxiety watching that movie, knowing that he was going to live. Because I would have never watched it. If I didn't know that he was actually going to live, no way am I watching that movie. The only thing that got me through it was knowing that he's still alive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. But I no, was, I was on the edge of my seat and watching oh, me too. friends me too. and like watching, yeah. like he, they're watching him go up there and like he could die today. He could die yeah. right now. It was so yeah. incredible. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I go through all that just sitting here watching trailers on my iPad. <laughs> like it's, I don't need to do shit to be scared. So, like, so Bob, why are you do, sweating? This this trailer's intense. <laughs> you know dude, I, dude, I go on I go on my iPad, they have that trailers app. I'll go on there and I'm just crying. You I'm just watching trailers and crying. And if somebody could watch it, they'd be like, What are you doing? I'm like, I'm just having a cry. Just watching some trailers. <laughs> I love it. Hey, they make trailers for that, you know, emotional whatever. They figured it out. They figured it out, man. They they did. They figured it out. I, I try to avoid trailers, though, uh, for most movies. I only watch trailers for, like, superhero shit because, I, you know, it doesn't matter. But I don't like watching a movie and being the, they spoil the movie for me in the trailer. I, I don't like knowing anything about a movie before I watch. I don't want to even know the color tone, who's in it. Right. Maybe just maybe just the name and a brief premise. And, and I'm in like, I don't want to know anything. I, I want to just be uh, surprised. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, dude, speaking of the worst year of all time for movies, totally. Huh, yeah, this, they're like, fuck it, we're not releasing shit this year. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> like the and not even right now, even right. Like even coming up in the next six months, there's nothing coming out. No, all the films that they released like in the fall for like Oscar contenders, none of that got released. They're like, well, fuck it, we're pushing it back. I haven't even heard of those movies. Like eight of those movies, I was like, what? I don't even. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you, like, what have you seen that's good? But, I mean, literally nothing. Yeah, I, documentaries. I've seen great documentaries. That's what, what I've seen. What have you seen that you could recommend? Boy State. There's a there's a, a movie. I had the directors actually on. Night. Yeah, I had the directors on the podcast, and I got to talk to them and um, get a lot more insight, like, behind it. But I was enthralled by that documentary. I was oh. like, this is Lord of the Flies. This is, like, awesome. How great I were those kids? It. Those kids were so likable. And of course they're likable because that's what politicians are. 
<laughs> totally yeah, likable people that renee yeah. kid steven the yeah. kind of jeff spicoli kid i can't remember his name but he was just so nice but dumb Dumb. oh my god he, he admits everything at the end that he i loved him the most because he was so revealing of like of of the of the bullshit of behind the, politics all of them know? were like look i'm just here to win i'm not here yeah. to you know <laughs> tell you what my thoughts and feelings are there's those guys were cutthroat the reagan I, kid that loved reagan like he was like michael p keaton right didn't he remind you of him from yeah, uh, yeah. family ties that's yeah, yeah. that's all i kept thinking of that kid um yeah yeah that, i love that documentary so i've just seen a lot of good yeah. true crime shit you know just some shit like that sort of stuff but you're right movies it's been horrible um yeah, yeah it's been horrible what have you seen have you seen anything you well i saw the my favorite I, I saw a show it's a french uh series like a it's not a sitcom but it's a dramedy or whatever uh called call my agent on netflix have you watched that that sounds familiar, uh, but it, I don't. I haven't seen it. It's like the best show. It's, All right, I'll check it out. Four seasons of it, and it's just a. It's a. It's it's the basically it's a talent agency, and they represent like these French movie stars, and if you're French, like my wife, her whole family's French, so she speaks fluent French. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. but but that has nothing to do with it. I mean, I just I don't speak French at all. I read the subtitles, but you just grow to love all these characters. The acting is really good, and they have all these French movie stars that like play cameos. They play themselves. Uh, oh, okay. But it's uh, it's just fantastic. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah. Okay. I think that, it's what, like what, what's it called you, again? That, that call what's my, my agent? Call, call my agent. Call if you look on Rotten Tomatoes and go, what are the best films on Netflix? It'll give you like the top 200 rated and it's number one. Oh, shit. Oh, you know what movie I did like on Netflix that came out? The, uh, oh, man, I'm so bad with names, Bob. I think you know that. Um, it, it's like I can do anything for you or I forgive you or or uh, I'm oh, with the, you. Or... Is it the one with Peter Dinklage? Yeah, yeah. I care a yeah. lot. I care a lot. Oh, dude, that movie was. I did like that movie a lot. I haven't seen I it. Loved, oh, I loved it. My, I my was. Sister was telling me to watch it too. I loved it. That that's probably the best movie I've seen in you know, a, a long time. I, you know, yeah, a long time. I loved it. I, he was great in it. Peter Dinklage was, <laughs> but uh, the the girl that's in it, homegirl, uh, Rosamund or Roseman, I can't say her name. Uh, Pike from Gone Girl, or whatever. She's amazing. She's, oh, she's she crushes such a good it. actor, man. She was, uh, she was really good in Gone Girl. Oh, she. Oh, yeah. She was so good. It's sort of that sort of role in the sense that she just plays this, you know, someone who dominates the screen. You yeah. know, you're just you're hanging on every word they're saying. Like right. it's. I loved it. it, it you you would a, like the movie, I think. It's such a weird thing with actors like that who are so good at playing. Like dislike, like people that you dislike so much. You're yeah. like they kind so you're of rooting for them. Well, you kind of do. It, it kind of does them a disservice. Like after seeing Gone Girl, I have no desire to watch that. I care a lot because I'm like I don't want to watch that chick. I hated her. Oh, and same that's with interesting. Same with Joaquin Phoenix because he always plays like crazy yeah. people or weirdos. Yeah. Like I don't want to watch Joaquin Phoenix and anything. And then you watch him in like She, and you're like, oh, he's just the best actor. Totally, because yes. he's not crazy. Yes, even though yeah. you, even though you think he is, even you're like, well, he didn't play crazy in this, but is he? No, he's definitely real. He's crazy. I think he's a little something. 
but I, you know, I maybe he's just I normal. Think, I don't think he. Well, he's not normal. And that's crazy there in Hollywood. Well, he's, well, that's that's true. I mean, every role he's played, he's played a crazy guy. So there's nothing you. Can, there's no way you can trick your brain into going. Oh, he's 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 not crazy. You he's know, uh, crazy. remember Heath Ledger in uh, yep. you know for Dark Knight, right? Everyone thought like he was legitimately went insane doing you know playing the joker or whatever but really he's just doing his scenes and talking to people in between takes and right eating at the uh whatever with everyone else and you know that that sort of thing i I found that interesting uh we we just had um this director Catherine hardwick she directed twilight and lords of dogtown and 13 and all these other movies and Heath Ledger was in Lords of Dogtown and he did that right before Dog Night or Dark Knight and she talked about how he was like really unpredictable on set for sure but only while shooting scenes she said when they're not shooting he's you know he's in he's with you he's talking with you right like he's he's in the moment but then they go to cut and then he's completely unpredictable they don't know what he's going to do I just imagine Heath Ledger just going onto the set and just fucking everybody on the set. Like just <laughs> basically like like the first day of the set, he just like looks and goes, Okay, I'm fucking these fifteen bitches right here. <laughs> and then just and that's what she said. She meant she didn't like want to throw any shade on it, but that's when she says unpredictable, she meant yeah, he unpredictably Unpredict. Yeah. He, he put the dick in unpredictable and he unpredictably or predictably fucked most of the people on set. He's just handing out like numbers. It's just like one, two, three. Like, what's up? I'm seven. What does that mean? (laughs) Calling numbers. He's Australian. Of course, he's gonna fuck everybody, dude. (laughs) That's what. That's what you do if you're Australian. Oh man. I mean, where do you think they came up with the fucking blooming onion from the Outback Steakhouse? (laughs) That's just straight fucking Heath Ledger going to town on somebody's butthole. Jesus Christ. Is that what a blooming onion's called? Oh shit! I learned a new one. That's hilarious. Oh, that's so gross. That's kind of gross. Oh, I don't. Oh, so gross. I've never seen it, but oh, like, now I'm I picturing it. I guess it's out there if you want to look at it. I think it's called a prolapsed anus. Oh, don't Google that, folks. Don't Google that, uh, Mom. If you're listening, if you're still like listening, any, I don't like anything. I mean, if we're gonna just shift over to porn talk, <laughs> I don't like anything. If, I don't like anything where it's like a gaping butthole, and I don't want to see inside a butthole. No, I don't want to see anything coming out of a butthole. I want oh, it to be, I want the butthole not. to be tight and closed up. Yes, I want it to be like they're they're hiding it. Don't you know? Yeah. Don't show it. Just hide it. Here's my wife. What do you want, babe? <laughs> I'm doing a podcast. Where have you been? Wait, waiting for me to do the crossword? Where? Oh, you went to the thing? All right, I'll be right back. Is that, are you fine? What'd they say? All right, I'll be done with this in a little bit. I'll come talk to you. She had a doctor's appointment. Oh, no. Did, just, I, did we interrupt? No, she's fine. Everything's good. Everything's good. <laughs> You're like, oh, she's fine. She's good to go.
She just, because I forgot that she had the doctor's appointment and that when she walked in and I didn't immediately go, oh, how was the doctor's appointment? Now I'm, I'm a, I'm an evil villain because I don't, you should have, I didn't have that in my head. You should have had that ready to go. Well, well, look, uh, I won't keep you too much longer here. Um, I I do uh, have some fan questions though. Oh yeah. Let's, let's get to, hold on. Cause this is a, uh, food podcast let me have a little what is that oh my <laughs> it's, a del- it's a delicious cone from dq dq country oh that's so good all right go ahead now i'm ready <laughs> let's need a little sugar oh uh, that was like the sexiest and the strangest thing <laughs> Dude, we've had in. It's like... <laughs> when, somebody, when somebody does that you're like oh that's fucked up mm, so good <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, let me see. I gotta pull this up here. Okay. Uh you know what? On oh, my phone will be better. Dude, sounds like you've had some incredible guests on your show, dude. That's awesome. Dude, we thank you, man. Yeah, we do. We've been putting out I mean, for a while we were doing three episodes a week. Wow. And then we switched to two. I mean, we're at almost at 150 episodes. Yeah, now, dude, we've been crushing did you, it. Did you notice during the pandemic that people that it that podcast listening went down because for us it went up started, it went up okay for us because, for us it did because i mean i know for me i kind of stopped because i would only listen when i was driving and, and i drove a lot so i listened to a lot of podcasts and then because sure. i wasn't driving i wasn't listening to a lot and then at some point i started listening to them on when i was walking and so now i'm listening again and i yeah you know, that i listened to but uh yeah i, I was just wondering about that because we went to two i'm i've got a podcast called i'm okay you're okay i'm not okay you're not okay that i do with clint wells and we went to two week from one a week and uh people responded well to the two they liked having the two instead of the one i mean that they're short they're like 30 minutes so they're not yeah yeah or anything so yeah well if you like a show you want more of it that's just the truth i think i don't know I, i do feel like there's a there's a weird there's a weird thing. Like, I feel like 30 minutes is a really nice short, like it leaves you hungry for more. And yeah, there is a thing that I've noticed, like when we do our podcast, I feel like the first 15 minutes, there's a lot of energy. We're telling a lot of jokes. And then at some point it just kind of, <laughs> it falls off a little and gets, yeah. and so if we stop it at, and it's about 25 minutes when we stop it at that, it's, it's nice because it doesn't fall into that long ass kind of boring thing that it can. No, no. Sure. I mean, I, it, it, it's, it's different for everybody. I mean, obviously Joe Rogan, you know, the king of podcasts, his are three minutes, you know, they're two and a half to three, three and a half hours. I've never, but they have those lulls though, to too, though, that you're talking about. They have I mean, kind of I, like, you know, I've never made it all the way through one of those podcasts ever. I don't think I have either. Um, not from start to finish, like just I've come back to it. When are you going to have know? Joe Rogan on your podcast? Oh, dude, we would love to have. Ha- yeah, we would love to have Joe Rogan on, man. Um, I don't even know. To be honest, I don't know if, even know if we've even reached out to him, to be frank. He's with here. You. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's here. Um, uh, Tim Dillon moved here, too. Do you like him? I don't know who that is. He's a comedian. Uh, he's on Joe Rogan's podcast all the time, but he moved here oh. too recently. We're trying. We want to get him on. Um, we're trying to get more comedians on. We've had a couple of comedians on, and every and it, th- those uh, uh, they're just a lot of fun. 
to do you know talking with a comedian is a lot of fun um people respond well to those episodes tim dillon that looks like looks like a covid you better watch out you better watch out for COVID. you better keep it clear clear that covid oh for sure he he, he looks young he looks young though he He's looks like, young you'll be fine looks... <laughs> oh man all right let's see here I, I, I swear I had this. Oh, here we go. People are still. Oh my, that's a long question. Oh my God, he's got it. He's. What is this? Ew. He's really. Fu he just really. Uh, he's got. He's, he's got his shirt off, and he's he's sharpied cum pig on his chest. Oh God, I don't know if I've ever seen that. I will um, say this: he's not much. He's not that much heavier than I am at this point, so that's not good. <laughs> goals that's, that's there you not, go that's not good for me <laughs> jesus here's what i'm not doing though walking around without a shirt ever no i mean i mean i don't do that either but i guess i'm not a comedian i don't i don't think that's funny i don't, I don't think being fat's funny at all like no, to me, not at all. just to, to me, be fat that, that, to me that's like it's like what i don't get it like i've never been a fan of like john candy or or uh oh what just i mean the idea that like i just i just don't think fat is funny like it's just if, not so, if somebody's fat they can't be funny or if they use fat oh, to no. be funny yeah i'm not saying don't be <laughs> funny. i'm not saying you can't be funny if you're fat i'm just saying just because you're fat it's like a chinese accent like that can be funny, but just like I've been watching all the SNLs from the '90s and yeah. uh, Anna Carvey, who's really funny. Oh, brilliant! Uh, brilliantly funny. But one of the in the '90s, he had the character that was like a Chinese guy who sold chickens, but he didn't want to sell the chickens. And yes. He, the whole thing was just him having the accent was the funny thing, and it's not yeah. funny. So, just being fat, it's like reggae. I don't like reggae. I love it. <laughs> No, I don't like reggae as a genre. I don't like any music as a genre. I just like, you know, but I love Bob Marley and I love Toots and the Maytals. So I like some stuff in the genre. Just like there's some people that are fat that can be funny, but just being fat is not funny. No, like, not at all. Who's the guy? Not. Who's the guy that's real big right now that doesn't wear a shirt? Oh, uh, Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer. Yeah. yeah. Put a shirt on. He that's he, he uses that as part of his comedy. So I see what you're saying there with him. Yeah. You I'm, know, that that's part of his comedy. Yeah, I agree. Put a shirt on. It's not funny anymore. It's not. No. It was probably funny the first time you saw it, him do it at a bar at 3 a.m. in the parking lot. That's funny. And then after that, it stops being funny. I don't think funny. it's ever funny. Like, it no, can no, be. Keep your shirt on. It can be. It's like it's like. I mean, not to get gross, but it's like farts. Farts can still be funny. You know, the sound of a fart is pretty funny. The smell of a fart, not so much. Not funny at all. Not but funny. a sound at the wrong time, you know, or the or you know something that's funny. That dude, is still every, funny. My five-year-old daughter farts. That shit is funny, dude. <laughs> totally. My well, nephews come over and they fart, dude. They they make a scene out of it. Like they like. Yeah. <laughs> and she's afraid. She'll be like, "I farted," 
Yeah. That's so funny. She loves it. She she thinks it's great. And that's well, they're di- discovering their body's noises. Is that weird? I don't What's know. I shouldn't have said that. I don't have kids. I shouldn't say something like that about kids. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> you didn't say anything wrong. By the way, you're canceled. But not for that reason. <laughs> for some other shit that happened earlier. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Oh, I've been canceled 10 times over, I'm sure. Um, okay, let's start these questions here. Okay. Um, I wonder if I should say the names. Yeah, I guess they put their names. That they, they, they don't mind. Uh, this is from Jared Lanam. I hope I'm saying that right, Jared. Or Lanam. Bob, when do you expect live shows at the Saxon to start back up? <laughs> What's your favorite venue outside of Austin to play? Um, I think my favorite venue is the Kessler in Dallas. I like that place a lot. Um, I don't know when Saxon's going to start back up again. That's the answer to that question. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. Uh, I moved to Dallas, Bob. By the way, like a few weeks ago. Oh, so you're in Dallas. I'm in Dallas now. Yeah, just like literally just a few weeks ago. During the snow apocalypse, I moved. So stupid. Anyway, um, that's a great place, the Kessler. Uh, so snow apocalypse, I haven't heard. I came up with a name for it that my wife told me never to use. Was <laughs> I? I kind of want to hear it. I switch. What was it? I switch. She's like, don't use that. Use Snowbed. Don't use Ice Witch. Snowbed is pretty. I hadn't heard that. That was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, oh, come on. Okay. Okay. Jesus. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, th- this is a good question. On a scale of one to 10, how much do you regret turning down the lost husband thing? And will you say yes the next time an opportunity like that comes around? So, and tell people a little bit about uh, what that is exactly, that movie, The Lost Husband. So, I was approached by a lady who, who made that film a few years ago. Um, she was like, hey, I want to use some of your music in the movie. I was like, great. And she's like, I'd like to talk to you about maybe you being in the movie. So, I met with her. She seemed like a very nice lady. She showed me a little short that she had done that looked pretty good. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to be on film. Uh, And I don't know what it's going to turn out to be. Now, I've been in a bunch of, I've probably been in 10 films that people have made. They're all terrible. None of them have been good. Um, Hopefully, none of the directors of those films will ever hear me say that. Um, So my track record is not good. And this woman's, it's not like, it wasn't like it was Martin Scorsese wanting me to in the movie. It was some woman that I met at a coffee shop in Bee Caves. Yeah. Or in Lakeway. So I was like, yeah, I I appreciate it, but it's not for me. Because it's it's a drag. I mean, you got to show up. You got to be on film. It's, it's you know, you're you're there for a whole day. So I didn't want to do it. And... So she was like, great, but I still want to use your music. I was like, perfect. And uh, I think I even got paid a little bit. Not not very much, but getting paid at all for, you know, your music is like free money. So I was like, great. And then the movie, she finished the movie and it came out and she released it. And she was like, hey, will you, will, you know, will you post a link on your Instagram for the movie? I'm like, if you're counting on me to post the link to <laughs> people to see your movie. Good luck. Good luck, lady. So, which I did. So I did that. 
And then didn't think of anything about it. And literally two months later, I get a text from her. She's like, hey, congratulations. We're number one on Netflix. And I looked and they were it was the number one movie on Netflix in the world. And I don't know if you've seen it. I so I I found I hadn't watched it. So I found I'm like I remember I watched this movie. Yeah. Not not bad. Pretty good movie. I I didn't see it. I confess, you know, I I want to confess I haven't seen it yet. I, mean, it's, I, I it's do want to see it. It's definitely like a lifetime. It's got Josh uh, Dumel, right? Dumel, am I saying that right? It's legit. Like Yeah, Josh, yeah. Josh Duhamel's in it. Uh oh, the, that's his name. And uh Okay. I screwed that up. Is it Lena Ford from from Saturday Night Live? I mean, they had like some real legit. It, it's a legit movie. In yeah. the middle of it, they go to a bar and they're playing my music. And there's a guy up there singing my songs. Yeah. Supposed, you know, that's supposed yeah. to be doesn't look like me at all. And and then there's a scene where Josh DeHomo sings one of my songs to this lady in the movie. And it's like basically a, a music video of one of my songs. Oh, I got to see it now. And it was, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. And it's like, it's a really kind of moving part of the movie. So, like, it turned out pretty good. So I was like, wow, that's interesting. But even if somebody came up to me, even if that same woman said, hey, look, I'm making another movie. Do you want to be in it? I would say no. Really? I, Why? I, would, I just wouldn't do it. I don't want to do it. That's even so though even it is crazy because the way it works, I know the way celebrity works. The way celebrity works, if people see you on screen a certain number of times, every time they see you, you become more and more important in their brain to the point of where like you are uh, at some point you're a celebrity and people think you're special and you can make money from that. You can get favors from that. It can help your career. So I know how it works. So it would yeah. be stupid not to do it, but I still, I'm not Don't interested in doing it now. Yeah, there there wouldn't be any part that they could offer you. So it, what what if they said not music? I'm talking something complete that would challenge you. You know, you wouldn't I mean, do something like that. I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, yeah. I have friends who are directors who want me in their movies, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. Now. Again, I get it. Martin Scorsese yeah, comes along and he's like, "Hey, man, I've got a movie and and I want you to be in it." And I'm like, mm, "Let me look. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see what's going on." So that's really what you're telling your friends who are directors. You're not Scorsese. No, I'll tell you. You know what it is? <laughs> it's really uncomfortable. Like I have a really uncomfortable feeling in on camera. Yeah. That is. I'm sure I could get over if I did it for hours and hours or weeks and weeks. Eventually I would get over this horrible feeling of sucking really hard on front in, in front of the camera. But because I don't do it very often, it's like skydiving. Have you ever, have you ever done any skydiving? No, I will I will never, unless the plane I'm in, it catches fire right? and they hand me a parachute. I, yeah. then i'm jumping well i did it one time in san marcus i did the tandem jump and it was the scariest thing i've ever done and that's what it feels like being yeah. like oh, the, wow. as soon as they say i was doing this one film it was like a christmas movie and it had uh who's the guy from new orleans that plays the piano uh had his own talk show oh uh, harry connick jr harry connick he's he was the star of the movie um i play luann Luann Barton, what's her name? The piano player? I don't know. Austin. Oh, I don't know. Oh no. Oh, God damn I'm, it. It doesn't dude. I'm I'm as bad as you are with names. Anyways, <laughs> I play her boyfriend, and there's a scene, it's at a wake, 
and Harry Connick's coming in and shaking everybody's hands. And then he comes up, sees this woman, uh, who I can't think of her name. She, and, uh, (laughs) and I'm supposed to shake his hand. He shakes my hand and that's it. Just walks through, shakes my hand. Doesn't really say anything. I, I think I say, Hey, like, I'm sorry, you know, for your whatever, nothing, just like a, yeah, sorry, yeah. you know, throwaway line. His, his dad or something. It's, it's the wake for his dad, and then he walks past, and that's it. That's that's my whole scene. Sitting there listening to the piano, he comes up and like, "Hey, what's up?" Shakes hand, walk away. No problem, right, dude? They fucking they 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 say, "All right, rolling." Everybody is real quiet because the scene, even though it's supposed to be a party, they want to add the noise later. Yeah. So. I just hear the rustling of clothes, and I'm not looking over there, but I know he's getting closer and closer to me, closer and closer. And finally, and it's all I hear is like the roar of a jet engine, like in my like, in my head, and he finally gets gets up next to me, and I like turn to like shake his hand, and my eyes just, I don't know what I was doing. But Harry Connick is like this. He's all like, just chill, chill. And then he gets up to me and like, he looks at me and his eyes are just like this. Like he's startled <laughs> by whatever energy I'm putting out. Like like a deer might, seeing a wolf or something in the wild. Whatever it is, I fucking, you know, it, it was unexpected. <laughs> he was like, I don't know what's going on. And I, dude, I was like, Sorry about your shit, dude. <laughs> I don't know what I said. It was terrible. And then he rolled on. And then the director's like, all right, cut. We're good. <laughs> We're not going to make you do that shit again. That was cut out of the film, dude. That never Oh, really? That's... Oh, no. No, I was not in the film at all. But that's, um... I mean, I, I'm not good at it. And I know people that are amazing. And I, I'm just, it's something I'm not. Yeah. Not well, I mean, but that would have been more like music, you know. Well, but that's interesting. Look, I hope that answers uh, the question, Jared. Uh, right? I think that answers that that question for that, which is interesting. When, when, when you come to Saxon, never. When are you going to be in a movie? Never. What <laughs> never. else? <laughs> what, what other hopes and, and dreams can I dash? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, here we go. Now we're getting to the sound. Um, there's just a lot of comments, too. I suggested that they uh, present you some questions in German, but nobody did. Okay. Uh, when you're playing on stage in front of a live audience, if we hold up dry erase boards with our YouTube chat names on them, will you do shout outs like you do on the Patreon? Song club live streams. <laughs> yes, I've read that whole question. That's from uh, Brandy Joe. Jesus Christ. Uh, so I read it so so like no 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 they didn't even understand well, you know, it. Really. Once I start doing live shows, they're gonna bring a dry erase board, put their name on the dry erase board, so that I shout out to them. You shout out their names. Really, okay. The, what happens on the live streams? Uh, every Monday. By the way, if you want to get in on that, you go to patreon.com backslash Bob Schneider and you can sign up today. But um, what happens there is that 
there's a chat window going the entire time and I'm interacting with those people and they're interacting with each other. And really yeah. that's what makes those live streams fun. It's like, it's, it really is like getting together for a live musical event and you're hanging out with your friends. Uh, and, and, and there's a lot of interact, not a lot, but way more than if I'm just playing live, if I'm playing live, I'm not really doing anything with the audience. I'm saying, Hey, thanks. Yeah. But with this, I'm saying their names. Really all I'm, all I'm doing is just saying, Hey, I see that you're here saying their name and they love it. You know, they love being seen. They love being there. And that's really what makes it special. If, if we didn't have that chat thing, I would stop doing it a long time ago. But the fact that we're all here together and they know that I know that they're here, that it, it really is a special thing. Now, would I do that in a live situation where somebody's holding up a, you know, a, a whiteboard with their name on it? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Or you maybe. might. I might. It's clever. I, I might. Right? I, might I, I might not. I don't know. You might not. Yeah. I, you might. I, I, I don't know. Basically, just go for it is what you're telling, the, right? Well, These people. Just just, just try I, it. I, yeah, you could try it. We'll see what happens. See what happens. I'm not I mean, making. I'm not making promises. You know, d- just as a side note, that is what's great about your fans. You have some of the best fans, by the way. Like, I, I really mean absolutely. that. I in, I no, interact I with a lot of artist fans and stuff, especially after we post an episode and we try to get it. Go- like, your fans are the best, Bob. I really mean that. Like, they they really are. They've created their own sort of family. Right, they have the, the, the fame, the family, the F. Yeah, yeah, the F A Y M. Yeah, exactly. Fuck all you motherfuckers, right? For anybody who doesn't know. Okay, which, which, what are, this is also from Brandy Joe. Which do you like best, soft serve ice cream, lemons, or pineapples? Right, those are all the shakers I have. I have a lemon shaker. Got it. I have a pineapple shaker somewhere, and then uh, a a a soft uh, serve. Oh, that's a shaker? It's not a shaker. It's one of those squeeze twists. Oh, that, I actually thought that was real earlier. It looks real. It totally looks real. No, so good. Ah. And you, you acted like you were really eating it. See, maybe you should be doing some of this. Uh, so I don't know. I, I like the shaker is my favorite. My uh, I had a band in high school called Bitter Lemon in Germany. And it was a two-piece band. I played guitar and sang. And, and my friend Jeff Linderman, who was my best friend at the time, played drums. And uh, oh, wow. And uh, we, uh, and he gave me that shaker. So, what was it called? Bitter lemon? Is that what you said? Lemon. Yeah. Is that what before? Was that before Blind Melon came out? Yeah, this was '83 that we had Bitter Lemon. We played. Oh, we played one gig. We played the uh, high school talent show, and uh, we killed it. We got suspended. Oh uh, damn! We it so hard. Because one of the, it's uh, so hard. Well, one of the songs was we were talking shit about. They were so, like, "This is too much rock." No, we, we have we, to uh, suspend you. No, we were just talking shit. I, when I say we, I was talking. I, <laughs> I was talking shit about some of the students at the school, and oh one wow, of, one of the parents heard about it, and then we got suspended for like two or three days or something from school, which was like, oh great, we get a vacation and we get to kill it at the talent show. So, yeah, I never understood uh, keeping kids away from school. Yeah, that's that's what they want. Yeah, suspend me for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's like uh, that's what I don't want to go. Want. Um, okay, another question. Say from Brandy Joe again. Uh, do you own a kiss candle yet? 
these are these are definitely questions from the hardcores. Sure, I, sure. I, uh, I on the live stream, I was saying, I was talking about like a kiss should put out a candle where it smells like you know their balls or something like that, and then I would have kiss <laughs> candles lined up in here. And, I mean, uh, you've performed with Kiss, not with Kiss, but on that. Uh, I remember Kiss on that um, the Kiss Cruise. Yes, the, Kiss, the Cruise. Kiss Cruise. Yes. Yeah, and, uh, I remember that. That story was funny. You told on the last. They perf- yeah, and uh, that was uh, that was a rough gig, but it was fun. Yeah. It was cool, and it was great to see Kiss unplugged and and Kiss. That's and- the best. Yeah, Kiss unplugged. Put, Kiss with unplugged. makeup, right? They had makeup oh. on. They were unplugged without makeup, and they, it was great, actually. It was my favorite thing. I've seen them a few times in makeup. You really want to see them in a big stadium. That's the way to see them. And sure. I saw them with all their makeup and everything on a boat in a pretty small Is that really spot. seeing Kiss, though, without makeup unplugged? Is that really seeing Kiss? Dude, you're really seeing Kiss. And and uh, so I know the, their manager, their management company used to manage me when I started from 2000 to 2000, about four or five, we had this doc McGee was my manager. And so I was kind of getting the, the, the scoop about um, like Paul Stanley, I guess always gives Gene Simmons a bunch of shit on stage. And sure enough, um, he immediately started doing that. And it was just, uh, I can't tell you, it just filled me with joy and glee because that's what band, that that's what bands do. It's, you know, there's always somebody in the band that, that annoys you and somebody that's cool. And so just watching that interaction where they're like just being themselves and talking like, and, and letting, you know, not doing the show was awesome. It was really fun. Oh, that is cool. Okay, and I'm a huge a... Kiss fan. I mean, I was a big, yeah. huge fan when I was a teenager and uh, you know, so you hear those songs, and and they're as good. You know, they're as good of, you know, they're as good of a band as there ever was. You know, sure, yeah, kids, shit. I I would have loved to have seen them. I guess do they still? I guess they do still play live with all their full garb and. Yeah, I mean, they were gonna. Right? This was kind of gonna be their last year. Uh, they were gonna retire. You know, whatever that means, and. Uh, and they just did that live. I don't know if you saw that live stream that they did from uh-huh. like Dubai, but I, I hope that's not their last show. That would be terrible if it was. Oh gosh! Oh, there's so many live streams. It's hard to keep up with. Um, I don't know if I've actually sat through any really live streams of music. To be I, honest I, with you, yeah, I've started a bunch, and uh, I sort of, I sort of I get like, through. I, I don't know. It feels. Not that it feels weird, but that's just not things I'm going to watch anyway. No. Right. That's just not, it's yeah. nothing against who's playing or anything like that. It's just like, it's just not really. Um, okay. Um, so probably no candle. I'm assuming just final answer. No candle. Yeah. <laughs> no. Again, all the, all the answers will be no to all these questions. Sure. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. This says now I'm fairly new to Bob's music. I hear the ladies used to get quite wild at Bob shows. My question, is it harder now to write songs about all the horny girls since we are all in our 40s and 50s? No. The answer is no. It's, it's so, never hard to get horny, right? So I mean, it, really. No, I, I mean, 
I wrote I wrote one song called "Hanging with the Horny Girls" twenty years ago. I've yeah, never written a song I, I like that, that since. Yeah. So it's not yeah. like oh, I was always writing songs about hanging with the horny girls. I at, <laughs> at one there was one show that I played scab show one night where I met a couple. Here's who used to come to scab shows: wait waitresses, sorority girls, strippers, and then all of the dudes that are trying to get with any of those three. Uh, folks, and I met so I met a couple strippers one night. They were like, "Hey, we want to party with you and your guitar player, Adam." Anyways, I I failed to tell Adam about the party, and I just went on my own. I was like, "I'm gonna hook this up and try to hook up a little three way with these two chicks," and it was awful. It was truly I've never really successfully pulled off a menage a trois or three way or whatever you want to call it. Just never, oh, wow. ne- never, never pulled it up. I'm just not that, that surprises me, dude. I'm not that dude. I'm just, n- I've never been that dude. I wasn't that dude then. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, this will be my opportunity. And then, and they were down. These, these girls were down. And so I'm like, all right, let's do this. So we get in bed. Then one goes, Oh, I'm on my period. So now she's out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm that's I'm not doing anything with you. Well, that's done. And now I'm just making out with this other chick. And they're not they weren't like super hot either. They were just like okay. Yeah. But I figured it's two of them can add it up. You know, you could if they're two sixes, you add it up and it's like a twelve or you, know, <laughs> you get you get to ten. Anyways, but now one's out, so now I'm back down to a six and it was you're was like, gross. no, forget it. Oh, well, it's yeah. awful. I don't know if you've ever done anything like that, but it's gross. No, no. Now you're uh, just now I'm making out with this chick. This other chick's in bed looking at us, like going, "What about me?" And I'm like, "What are we doing?" That and sounds like, awful. I was that awful. awful. And then finally, yeah, I, was like, I can't handle this. I gotta go. No, no. Uh, no that's not, I, I need privacy for to be intimate a little bit, somewhat. Yeah. You know. So no, that's. I I think I had one opportunity for threesome. I think it's only one. I fell asleep. I mean, I know that one time. I don't know. I think it's happened where I had another opportunity, but this one time that I did, I fell asleep and I ruined it. So I yeah. fucked it up, you know. But anyway. I was dating a girl who brought another girl over to my house one night, but I wasn't there. Like I had gone out and didn't tell her this is pre cell phone. And so she couldn't find me and I never knew about it. I ended up never coming home that night because I ended up meeting <laughs> somebody else. And then I got back the next day. She's like, "What? Oh, I brought I brought over this girl." And I'm like, "Oh, let's do that." And then I think we broke up two days later or something. So it never happened. Never good for a relationship. I yeah, I've definitely had a couple girlfriends like you know bring it up thinking that it's what I want, right? Right? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I I've, don't yeah. want that. Oh no, I've had that too. Where I'll be dating a girl and she's like, "You want to have a three way?" And I I think about it. I'm like, I don't even want to watch you making out with a girl. Like it's I care about you too much it's totally. it would hurt my feelings it'd be too much yeah. too much yeah. yeah too much emotionally yeah for sure yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean you too can do it with strangers that's it but once you're in a relationship with somebody you don't want to watch them making no, out with dude. another no. person no no i'm too absolutely too sensitive <laughs> absolutely yeah i don't know how actors do it to be honest with you right like that's why hollywood couples are always breaking up i would assume because that's got to be very difficult to watch your loved one like dude i'm always seen or something oh, yeah. like i'm always amazed always oh, amazed at, at 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 them doing that i will say this though i wasn't i did one video where i made out with a girl in the video and we did the thing where before 
before we started shooting, she was like, I think we should practice making out. And I'm like, yeah, we should. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I was should. hot for this girl. <laughs> and in fact, I told the director, I was like, make sure there's a scene where I'm making out with this girl. And he's like, no problem. <laughs> so he t- he t- before she signed on, he's like, there's a scene where you're going to make out with this guy. Are you cool with that? And she's like, yeah, no problem. So we made out like in the trailer. And I'm like, man, this is hot. And then we get on set, <laughs> which is in this car. And they're like, okay, this is where you make out. And the f- cameras are rolling. And dude, making out when the camera's rolling, not hot at all. Like it oh, was yeah. so yeah. weird. It was like eating a steak where you can't smell anything. It was weird, dude. It was like there was... It just seemed like you were just like like I was making out with this microphone. Yeah. It was not yeah. there was nothing about it that was hot or cool. It was weird, dude. Yeah, it's not sexy like or you think it's gonna be like I remember I did this um independent feature film where I acted it while I lived in Philadelphia. It was for like Temple Film Students. So they were doing like their end of year film project. Yeah. And he had like a lot of money actually to make this thing. So there was a crew, all this stuff. And there was this like sex scene that I had to have with this girl in this bed. And I'm not an actor. I didn't know what I was doing. And this girl's like taking off her shirt, right? So she's like complete. And I'm just thinking, am I, I was married at the time. My wife's there. Yeah. So she's like part of the crew trying to help. I'm thinking, oh, this is not going to work. Like, how am I supposed to do this and make this feel yeah. real? Right. Like, it was horrible. I did not enjoy right. yeah, there's any nothing, part of it. No, there's nothing about it that's 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 sexy. It's such no. a weird thing. No, you, you would think, right? Like, I guess that's what maybe guys think. They're like, oh, man, that must be so great. You get to do all that. No, it's not fun. I promise. There's nobody having fun. There's it's not. It sucks, actually. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's real. Uh, yeah. It's real weird. Yeah, <laughs> like judging. You feel judged. That's what I felt like if I'm kissing her. Or I remember I did the short film with this. She was a Philadelphia 76er cheerleader. So she was the actress that I was supposed to be dating, which didn't seem realistic at all. I remember telling the, the director, like, look at me, dude. I'm like Woody Allen. I would not be dating this girl. She says, like, way out of my league, you know, and she did not want to kiss me. I remember she was, I don't want to kiss this guy. And I'm like, I can hear, I can hear you. I remember saying, I can hear you. <laughs> and we did. We had to kiss a few times. It was so awkward. I hate yeah. it. And I hate it every second. Yeah. Of, oh, yeah, it was horrible. Ugh. Weird. Uh, yeah. Okay. What's your favorite verse in At the Country Club? I don't know that uh, I mean, definitely the last verse for sure. Okay. I'm the sure they know. Kick on my balls part. Robert, that, that was from Robert Balu. Hope I'm saying that right. Uh, this is from Jeff Keller. We know Bob isn't a fan of doing cover songs. But if he could have one artist cover one of his songs, what, who would it be? Tom Waits for sure. All right, let's do one more. We'll, we'll, I've, uh, these questions are wonderful, so let's just do one more, and then we'll call it a wrap on the on the email questions. Okay, let me do the last one that um, someone sent me privately. Okay, so that's the one we'll do. Uh, yeah, they wanted it to be anonymous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so I think I just remember the question. Basically, like you, the band that you I'll just read her question. 
still trying to make it out. Oh, so we know now we know it's now we know it's a lady. Oh God, Patrick. Uh sorry. Ugh. Okay. Right. <laughs> Damn it. I know I shouldn't have said that. I, I'm not good at keeping secrets here. Um okay congrats on the new album bob i enjoy your albums but i find myself disappointed when the saxon lonely land band aren't actually on your records and we love the live versions of your songs so much the sound isn't the same to me any chance we will be hearing them on upcoming releases well here's the thing i put out all of the live every time i play a live a, a show I record that, and you can listen to it anytime you want on our Frunk stream on online. And if you want to download it, if you like those versions, you can download them, have them on your computer, on your phone, in your car, listen to them anytime you want. There's hundreds, thousands of versions of those songs. If that's what you like, feel free to do that all, all you want. Now, the reason I use the people that I use in the studio is because... Uh, I there. I just like I like who I use. I I use the guys in the studio because of their writing ability, not their playing ability. And all the guys I play with can play anything that the guys in the studio can play. They're they're maestros. Bruce Hughes, nobody's better. Wayne Salsman, nobody's better. John Sanchez, there are some people that are better than him but not many. And he can play anything that the guys in the studio play. They, they can all play it, but the guys that I use in the studio are great writers. They come up with great ideas and that, and I use them not necessarily because the guys that I play with can't come up with ideas, but the aesthetic that I have, the musical aesthetic is closer with those guys in the studio than it is with the guys that I play with. So it's, it's a different thing. The, the guys that I play with live are all pros. They're all amazing musicians. And then the guys that I work with in the studio are just great writers. And I yeah. like, I like what they write. And I, and I don't like, to spend, I don't like to spend a lot of time in the studio. Uh, and so, motherfucker. Sorry. <laughs> Could you hear that? It's fucking loud as fuck, dude. <laughs> that anyway, shit happen all the time on the podcast. I just, I just, but, uh, did the don't disturb. Anyway, so yes, so you can have the best of both worlds. You can have my studio recording, which is with the guys that I use in the studio, and then you have all the live versions with the band that you can. So you have both that you can choose from. Yeah, yeah, there it makes go. sense. There you go. That makes sense. There you go. I, I'm not fucking Radiohead. I'll play Creep. I'm here. Oh, no, my, shit. My, my Alexa just responded oh, to you saying that or something. I don't know what. Yeah, that Alexa's was like, hey, motherfucker, talk to me. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Bob, uh, thank you so much, man. I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time today, man, to, to chat and catch up. It's been great. Um, uh, when does the album... Uh, officially released right because it's is it released to your patreon members right now yes so you can right. get, you can if you're a patreon member you've already received the record if you want to become a patreon member you can become one today and get the whole album um along with hundreds of songs that i've released uh through patreon uh and you can also 
watch all the, the live streams every Monday. Uh, so there's a ton of stuff. If you want to go there, uh, you can get on that today. Um, as far as like when it's going to be released on vinyl and CD and to the streaming services like Spotify, pretty soon, uh, I know that our, the first single I think is coming out here in the next week or two. Um, I think we're going to do th two, three singles and then the record will come out maybe in April or May. I don't know exactly, but and okay. who cares really? Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. The only person, I don't even care. There's a, and the people that do care, they're on Patreon and they already have the album. So they already have it. Really, at this point, the people that care have the album and then the people that don't care don't have it. So <laughs> it's all, you know, it's all a wash. Hey, I do um, want to say, I love doing your podcast. You're, you're, you're real, you're very gifted at, at, um, at what you, at, at this, at, at doing this. And you really make me feel like, I'm real funny and interesting, which is a real true gift that you have. Uh, cause, uh, not people aren't good at, aren't good at, you're great at it. And, uh, so I really wow. appreciate, uh, it's, it's a, it's a real pleasure doing it. Uh, with wow. You, so. That means a lot, Bob. I can't tell you, man, that that's, uh, yeah. I look, I look, I look forward to it. I really do. So that's awesome. Well, the feeling is absolutely mutual, man. There's no question. Um, I, oh, I look forward to you Thanks. know having you on for sure um well thank you man that means a lot and, and we appreciate it and um you know i you know we work hard on this so that means a lot to, to all of us that do this so uh well look man i wish you the best with with every do you have live shows coming up are you gonna go i i do have some live shows uh mostly private gigs but yeah there's some live shows coming up if you, you can check my tour schedule um uh bobschneider.com uh and they'll be on there i i i think i'm playing the kessler coming up uh in may i've got two shows there and then the heights in houston and um well i'll come see you at the kessler for sure man i'll come yeah, see man. the concert that'll be, be a, no that'll be awesome i would love to um yeah. well that's awesome i'm glad you're getting back to playing some shows and i'm sure that's uh exciting yeah hit me up i'll put you on the guest list on that kessler show if you want to come absolutely oh that'd be awesome that'd be great well, uh, man, my best to your family and everything. Um, you know, stay safe out there. I'm glad you're still militant with everything. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll talk soon, brother. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care. Thanks, Bob. All right. I got to figure out how to end this. All right. I'm leaving. I'll see you later. <laughs> All right. Bye.